In the Fuzzy Memories podcast, we celebrate the good, the rad, and the fugly of the 80s and 90s. We're three latchkey kids who made it out alive. And in each episode, we break down all the culture that popped one year at a time. Whether it's the birth of legends. I'm Lyme disease free today and I have Whitney Houston and MTV to thank. (laughs) Or audacious moves. Imagine also the the poor Golden Gate Bridge. You turn 75 and people have a party on you. I don't want that. Or even confusing PSAs. In the stop, drop, and roll. I mean, we would, I assume as an adult, I would catch on fire weekly. All the time! (laughs) We've got a take that will make you laugh. We've also got thoughts on all sorts of random phenomena and the most unmitigated of golf. Why sharks can't be trusted, people can't be trusted, and rivers can't be trusted. (laughs) It's collusion. It's of the highest degree! Uh Uh-huh. You were counseling me to start my remarks with, first of all, bitch. <laughs> that one, everyone in that room would have snapped to attention. It's going to be basically coffee lids, shark revenge, and then maybe like Matt gets. <laughs> we need to do something about him. Join us every other Wednesday to celebrate the hits, the misses, and the misfits of the weirdest decades. If I could tell my 14-year-old self from 1990 that I would be eating in a cheesecake factory in, in Beverly, Beverly Hills, I'd be like, we did it. We, we did it, Joe. We did it. <laughs> Listen and subscribe to Fuzzy Memories on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your favorite podcast platform. Hello, and welcome to Broads and Books. I'm Amy. And I'm Erin, and this is episode number 72. Telephone. Telephone. Cast your mind back to the collaboration between Lady Gaga and Beyonce. Circa 2009, 10? Yeah. I forget which year it was. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. It was a great collaboration, no matter what year (laughs) it was. Do you remember the video? It was insane. We're going to link to it. Yeah. It's a 10-minute opus on... Everything you I mean, want. it's as gaga as you could get, I think, in a lot yeah. of ways. Yeah, for sure. I like it because they just want to be left alone, damn it. Just stop. Just leave me alone. These just girls are at the club. Me They're alone. dancing. Their significant others cannot stop calling them. Can't stop. They're like, just leave me alone. Stop it right now. Stop it. So that's kind of where we went with this theme. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that, you know, the song itself, I think it's probably saying some stuff about relationships and dudes. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I also, I'm just feeling the F off vibe right now. It's a great vibe. I'm I feeling think it's like, a good vibe for this year. Yeah. It's very 2020. Mm-hmm. Just, I can't handle this shit anymore. Right? I can't do it. I feel like everyone is at that point where it's yes. just like, I've reached it. Like, I thought I reached it a few months ago, but this mm. is new. This, this is, is a new, new level this of I've new- reached it. <laughs> Okay. Like if we're trying to find a rock bottom for 2020, it just keeps getting lower and yeah. lower and lower. Yeah. Until we're just going to be in the center of the earth or something. It's just, it's real bad. Mm-hmm. So just I mean, my favorite quote this week, he was using it in reference to the b- debate, but I'm going to use it just as an overall message of 2020. Ooh, let's hear it. To quote Jake Tapper, it's a hot mess <laughs> inside a dumpster fire <laughs> inside a train wreck. <laughs> 
Jake Tapper has a way with words. And deadpan. Like his face couldn't have been more serious <laughs> when he said it. And I loved every second of it. What I liked, I, I did not watch the debates. Right. Fair. You I, did, which know, I'm still shocked by. I don't know why I did. I knew it was going to be a mess. I don't think I anticipated the amount of mess. <sighs> but you and Mike soldiered through. Yeah. And you watched it all. I just wondered if jake tapper just a few minutes in was like this is what i'm gonna say and just was you know saying it to himself as yeah. it went through. yeah it there was almost a moment where they went to you know of course because they're going to do a round table and have 50 pundits talking about the debate just so but annoying. they i know they flash back right after the debate and there was just sort of a beat of dead silence where everybody's like i don't <laughs> like should we spin I don't even know what just happened, which is the exact feeling everyone at home had. Like, what? Was that a trust? that? Was that SNL? No, that was real. Okay. All right. Well. Speaking of, I can't wait to see SNL's take on this. I know. We're yeah. going to watch it probably after we record. It's Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to be insane. I can't wait. Can't I wait. Can't wait. Mm-mm. So yeah, F off. That's the F vibe. Off. That's the theme of this week's episode is people that just want to be left alone. Damn it. Yeah. So speaking kind of of the 2020 vibe, since we specifically went there, has the quarantine or pandemic changed how you feel about being left alone? I feel like in a lot of ways, my life is the same because Mm -hmm. I worked from home before, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, but I do feel like I am witnessing everyone around me go slowly mad. (laughs) And often in very public ways, either on Zoom calls, on social media, oh, people are losing their goddamn minds. Right? And so it feels like, especially the extroverts, people who would identify as like, you know, I thrive off of other people, they are going nuts. Yes. And they're trying to bring the rest of us down. What's the weirdest thing you've seen on a Zoom call? Oh. Well, for a while, my team uh, conference calls were just show and tells, where it was like people, you know, like, let me show you my house. But there was this weird feeling of like, I need this right now. And just <laughs> taking the computer from room to room. And it's like, oh, cool. That's that's your garage. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> okay, that's... I will say there's still an element of show and tell. We are often showing each other's animals on our conference call, but that's fine. That's delightful. That's fine. That's necessary. Yes. I get behind that. Your garage, not so much. No, no. no. Yeah, it was, there were a few long-winded soliloquies just about life from some of the uh, team members. Yeah, it's been, it's been rough for some of them. Huh. Mm Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I'm just like, this is, everyone calm down. You're like eating your peanut butter pretzels yeah. being like, did you guys not figure out how to do this? I mean, snacks. Yes. yes. Comfy clothes. Yes. That's it. And some people are still putting on fancy clothes. And I've called them out on it. I'm like, what's what's happening over there? And well, it's how I feel more professional. I'm like, well, that's a problem. You need your PJs yeah. for productivity. PJs for productivity. P for P. <laughs> <laughs> well, Aaron. Mm-hmm. In what, you know, just thinking about being around other people, mm-hmm. is there a setting or a situation where you get the most annoyed with other people? My first instinct was to say just like everyday errands. Yeah. Like that's oh, yeah. when I would yeah. lose it. But I think more than that, it's kid-related activities. Ooh. And like I haven't had to deal. That's been that's been a silver lining of 2020. Like there's not concerts and things, you know, in-person conferences, things like that you have to go to open houses, stuff like that, where you're seeing other people. But it's those situations because it brings out a certain element 
in a certain kind of parent. I bet it where does. It's like this is the greatest thing that's happened to them all year. Oh, it's no. like their Emmys. Oh, like I'm no. bringing my A game. I'm dressed. I'm ready. My kid is great. I'm the best thing since sliced bread. Like it's. It just brings a certain level. Yeah. And there's always that parent that ends up being the one ahead of you at conferences that it's like 20 minutes over. And you're like, why are you still like, it's first grade. Oh my God. If we require this much, we need an, an, this is another conference time. Yeah. 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 It's in those situations where I just get really, and it's not always a protective thing with, sometimes it is. When they get older, like with Zach, a few times that I was really frustrated or got really annoyed with people, it was because of how adults were acting in a situation. Mm-hmm. Like I can remember a uh, wrestling tournament in his college <laughs> years in Nashville and someone ahead of me said something derogatory about um, two of the uh, students that were on Zach's team mm-hmm. because they were a different race. Oh, perfect. So that's another yeah. 2020 moment, even yeah. though it wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And I lost it. I uh-huh. saw red. Now, the unfortunate part was that this was when <laughs> Zach was wrestling. So people thought I was mad at the ref <laughs> and I was yelling at the lady in front of me. We got into it pretty good, so much that Mike got down off the bleachers. Mm-hmm. Because in Mike's mind, he thought he was going to have to fight the husband. Oh, sure, sure, And he sure. wanted to mm-hmm. be on level ground. Aww. He didn't want to be on the bleachers because he didn't think his hit would connect as well. Well, uh, A, that's very specific and in, in his thinking. I know. Yeah. But also, he was there for you. I know. Yeah. I do. How it ended, too, was the woman turning to her, her husband and saying, are you going to let her talk to me that way? And he just looked at me, and I'm like... <laughs> like I literally just moved my head like Aria Aria like, I don't like, I will know. take you on too yeah I, I lose my like ability to recognize I've, not, I've never been in a fight what am I doing but I was hot that day was that the one where later the teammates were talking to Zach about like uh, that was high school okay <laughs> No, later one of the coaches came up to me and was like, oh, Ooh, you got fired up. What was happening? And I was like, it was not the ref. I was not upset with no, the ref. Because people was this didn't asshole in front it. of yeah, me. Yeah. I, I mean, sadly, I missed the end of that match for Ugh. Zach. He won. It was fine. But it was that lady mm-hmm. that I was the most perturbed by. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no place for that. No, it was so rude and derogatory. And I yeah. could not believe that it got said out loud. Yeah. And some of the people she was talking about were like four people away. And oh I just, my God. I can't. No, those can't. kind of people that just are yeah. so in themselves. Yeah. And I had listened to her during her son's match just berate the the student from Zach's team that wrestled her son, who, by the way, the student from Zach's team's terrible wrestler. <laughs> and he still beat her son, which tells me oh. that her son's no good. And she just, she's one of those parents that you could tell is like fully invested. If my kid doesn't win, this is the worst thing ever. Oh like, my just, God, calm down. Yeah, I can't do that. I no. can't do those parents. Like I can't handle it. Like just let me eat my weird nachos mm. from the stand. Mm-hmm. We're all getting through this together. Yeah. Nothing's happening. There's no Olympic scout. <laughs> There's no scholarship on the line. Half the time, the trophy falls apart in the bag on the way home. Like, this isn't a and thing. And you're eating shitty nachos. And yes. you're just like everyone perspective. Yes. Just settle down. Oh, aren't you Mike's glad you don't? Jimmy John's delivered to the gym. <laughs> we don't, it's mass hysteria. So we don't need to have this level of seriousness for what's happening. So you don't have to do that stuff in 2020. No. So that's, it's that's been great. Because nice. that's yeah. where I definitely will say that I've gotten the most heated. It's always been in a yeah. situation with my kids. And it's always been another parent that doesn't seem to mm-hmm. understand understand how to be chill <laughs> just be cool <laughs> just be cool just everyone be cool. 
Look what you're raising. That's oh insanity. God. It's yes. insanity. And look at the example you're setting for your kids. And if you look at their kids, most of the time you're like, oh, buddy, I'm sorry. Because oh. they just look sad oh. and forlorn. They're so embarrassed of their parents, so probably. embarrassed. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Side note, that lady had the biggest hair I've ever seen in person. <laughs> that fits with what I had in my head. She was a tiny woman mm-hmm. with huge hair. Hmm. Like alarmingly large hair. Like there was a moment during the conversation where I thought I might have miscalculated. She may have a weapon in that hair. <laughs> this may be a time to back out. But I don't usually listen. Wow, to that. that's a benefit of big hair. Being yeah. able to hide weapons or other, you know, snacks. Yeah. Just, you know, that's another true. storage space. True. Yeah. What do you think is the worst thing about being around other people? Oof. Um, I think one of the tendencies that I really don't like about myself is I am a people pleaser. So even when people are saying super dumb shit to me, I will often be like, oh, oh, yeah, 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 okay. And then try to have to control my face so that I don't reveal (laughs) that I think they were a super class moron. Yeah. So I think that's it. It's it's sort of battling my own tendencies of trying not to make waves, trying Mm -hmm. not to have a confrontation, even when I hear... The most ridiculous, maybe even offensive stuff. Mm-hmm. Just like, oh, okay, okay. You know, I I am not, I'm good at, uh, you know, sublimating my own, you know, desire to start a fight. Mm-hmm. My face is not. My face is telling them like, oh, oh God. You said that. Oh, like I have to walk away now. Because otherwise, I don't know what's going to happen to the rest of my face and right. to my body and my limbs and everything. Like, yeah. it's just going to go bad. So I think oh, that's the God. worst thing. Yeah. Even like I'm talking family events, I'm talking parties, yeah. I'm talking even strangers. I'm afraid of doing it, and I hate that about myself. I I don't blame you. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. I'm the same way. Yeah. yeah, my face always gives me away. Mm-hmm. I think um, you know we have a lot of empathy, which is great, um, but our face sometimes doesn't uh, comply. No, and no. it will you know say, "Wow, you're an idiot." Real mm-hmm. better than any. Could be a can. real Achilles heel. <laughs> Well, you know, Aaron, mm-hmm. thinking about the future, because there will be a future after 2020, Let's I think. Hope. I, I'm Thank hoping. God. I'm I hoping. mean, I'm, I'm, yeah. Think far in the future mm-hmm. into your golden years. And your golden years are, are whenever you define them. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Next year, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Do you think in these golden years mm-hmm. that you're more likely to be like a hermit or a social butterfly? I think that I am going to be a combo. Like, I like to think that I will be the godfather in that I will stay put, but you will come to me. Like, when I want socialization, you will bring me lasagna. That's very specific. I will give, well, godfather. Italian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yep, that makes sense. Sorry. One of the dishes I really like that's Italian. (laughs) You're going to bring me lasagna or cannolis. I'm a big fan. And we're going to do whatever I say. Wow. Because it's my golden years. This also sounds like you might be in prison, you. like you're, you know, oh, lording no, I'm over. I'm just like holding court in my house. Like oh. you go to see me like the godfather. Wow. Like you have been offered an invitation, which mm-hmm. is a big deal. So you do it. Mm-hmm. And then that way I can sort of dole out the invitations when I feel like it. That's pretty great. Like this week, I do feel like seeing you. Next week, not so much. Yeah. I got enough leftovers. I don't need you to bring any. Do food. they have to like kiss your ring when no. you? Okay. Mm-mm. All right. No. I mean, they should just keep a safe distance. Well, I just, yeah. I think we should keep up social distancing. Yeah, there's some things yeah. I am fine with for yeah. sure mm-hmm. can I be am I your consigliere yes. during this okay great 100% okay yeah. so whatever you would like we need a regular <laughs> lasagna we're gonna need a vegan lasagna yes we will and then yeah. you know she's probably gonna want some of those donuts from Whole Foods so. maybe an ice cream sandwich yeah yeah I'm gonna need cannoli she's gonna need an ice cream sandwich mm-hmm 
and then you can come really over. ply us with snacks mm-hmm. and good foods now I'm thinking of all these scenes from Godfather and replacing <laughs> you and I in them. Like when they're out on the boat, just the two floating. Yeah. The, I was thinking of the horse head. How does that play into it? Are we... Are we uh, Made out hmm. of vegan chocolate? <laughs> <laughs> like an Easter bunny made yeah, out of chocolate? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Huh. Uh-huh. Huh. I Will there be the violence that comes from the Godfather? I don't... I mean, I guess if it's necessary, yeah, but that's I don't, true. Okay. I don't, I don't want to take it off the table so that people feel right. like they can just act willy nilly. Good call. Yeah. But, but I it's not going to be gratuitous. No, I don't want to have to do it. It's Mm-mm. my golden years. What yes. are you doing? What are you doing? I don't want to strain my hip. Exactly. And I'll tell you right now, you bring an orange and I'm throwing it right back at you. <laughs> I am not dying. So. <laughs> it's over. I like this. I like this how i imagine things going yeah Yeah, whether or not that happens we'll see Mm -hmm. okay well i mean it's given us some ideas Mm -hmm. 2020 ain't all bad i guess so we're talking about being left alone i'm super psyched about our future golden years and being left alone yeah um my fiction pick for this theme is called we went to the woods by kate dolan leach from Mm. 2019 And Mac is uh, sort of the main character. She's a 20-something that's sort of disillusioned with the modern world. And she's currently living at home with her parents because she was on a reality show and made a real bad move that has made her like a social media pariah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So at this time, she's real, not feeling real good about life, just in general. Um, She meets four other people, all of whom had very comfortable upbringings you know they're they're pretty wealthy they're all white they're very privileged and they make a decision that the world is going to shit and they just want to do their own thing so they literally go and they try to live off the land away from everything modern oh my gosh so louisa is one of the girls that she meets and she's rich and her family owns a plot of land in upstate new york and it's an abandoned farm it actually used to have sort of a socialist uh, commune up Mm, there mm -hmm. so they decide this is where they're going to go um, and they're calling it the homestead. <laughs> of course they are. I love it. You can already anticipate where some of this is going. Yeah. Yeah. So there's also, there's there's Mac, there's Louisa, there's also Bo, who is this sort of dude that, you know, Mac is kind of hot after. Um, he's super asshole, though, oh, of course. Of course you yeah. Know. Um, there's Chloe, who is a musician, kind of a dreamy type. And there's Jack, who's this smart dude with, who has actual farm experience. So he's oh. very helpful okay. in this. Um, Mac, meanwhile, is sort of navigating the world of this group and the world of this survivalist farm. And she's excited at first about some of the projects. They're they're rehabbing the house, which, by the way, has no running water or power, anything. They're like full on rustic. Here. Okay. Um, she's excited about planting gardens, about fermenting stuff, you know, all the things that are so sort of foreign to us right mm-hmm. now. She also finds she was in a graduate program before she got kicked out because of this social media, this reality oh, show thing. Okay. And she finds a new focus. She starts researching the past of this area, this farm, with the utopian communities that always inevitably sort of declined into sex cults. Because of course they do. Of course. Yeah. Tale as old as time. <laughs> <laughs> now I have the Beauty and the Beast theme song in my head. <laughs> but okay, so they're, they've got their homestead, mm-hmm. but also there's another homestead or farm nearby okay. that introduces all sorts of new relationships, all sorts of new suspicions. The groups start turning against each other, oh, and no. winter is coming. Literally, it's coming. 
and they're in a house with no running water, power, anything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I chose this for this theme because I think in some ways, you know, these kids, they have it all. Their parents have the American dream, like Mm -hmm. we talked about a few episodes ago. Mm -hmm. But they see how empty it is. And although they pretty much have everything, they just want to be left alone. Mm Mm-hmm. So they think the whole world is just too much, which I kind of get that these days. Um, But they go to this crazy extent like so many people have done before them. Uh, There's a great quote that kind of sums up the the book. It says, we thought homemade pickles and working for ourselves under the broad open sky would save us. We really did. Everything was so irredeemably fucked up and horrifying that the only answer seemed to be self-sufficiency, homegrown zucchini, and big crocks of sauerkraut. There you go. Yeah. So people trying to make it on their own, asking to be left alone, and you see what happens. I can see how you can get there, though, where you think For that sure. everything's so terrible. Like, the, I just need to start over. Mm-hmm. I mean, if there's every year that we've all had that feeling, it's definitely this year. Like, I just need to reset, rewind. Mm-hmm. I want, I, I can't tell you the number of times I thought, you know what? I, we just need to simplify. Like, I need to cut all of this out. Yes. Well, and I think there's a big element of these are really young people mm-hmm. and they're, you know, I think we've had to do this, but maybe not to the extent that the young people these days to where they're just looking at the world and how messed up everything is. And they're like, well, how do I, where do I even start? Like, what do I yeah. do? I just want to go away. I just want to be left alone from all of this. Mm-hmm. And so the author kind of takes it to its natural conclusion. And it's really interesting. Wow. A good read. It's kind of a, there's a bit of a thriller aspect to it. Oh, There's a lot of... um it, really remarkable writing, a lot of good sort of character studies. It's, yeah, it's really interesting. Oh, mm-hmm. sounds great. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, the uh, book that I picked this week is, um, it was just published in February of 2020. Um, it was actually recommended by Nana Kwame Ajay Brenya. Yes. And when we talked to him, it's called Everywhere You Don't Belong by Ooh. Gabriel Bump. Okay. And um, he, this is his first novel. I can tell you right now, I hope there's many more. Ooh. So um, it centers around Claude McKay Love, who is living on the South Shore in Chicago. And he's sort of just like getting by, like he's living his life. He's not really, um, he's not part of groups that are, you know, anti-police or trying to help with the riots or sell drugs or do any of that. But he's also not really doing any activism or anything like that. He's just kind of right down the middle. He doesn't really have a place that he belongs. And partially that's because when he was young, his both of his parents left and he's being raised by his grandmother okay. and his grandma's best friend, Paul, who happens to be a gay man that is possibly one of the funniest characters that I've ever read. Ooh. He's fantastic. Um, and partway, we, we see this, his life, and he's just kind of struggling, and he ends up meeting this girl named Janice, who is being raised by, he ends up finding out they're her cousins, because her parents were killed, and they meet and become friends right before a major riot breaks out on the south shore of Chicago, because um, a young black man was horribly murdered in the street because they thought he was stealing from a house when in fact he was just letting the cats out for the neighbors that were gone lord or checking on the cats so during this um janice loses her the male cousin that was help raising her he is killed in this and his wife is devastated and can't get past it and can't even be around janice because it reminds her so she ends up leaving janice with grandma and paul too so Claude and Janice grow up together and they form this bond that is sometimes girlfriend, boyfriend, sometimes mm-hmm. sister, brother, but very deep. They've both been through this 
tragedy and they're both trying to find some place where they should be, some place mm-hmm. that they should belong. Um, and, it, you know, fast forward, there's lots of other things that happen. He chooses to go on to college um, and their paths intersect again. But it, it's one of, I'm, I struggled a little bit with how to describe it because the way that it's written, it is so, it's almost like short stories Ooh. making up the novel. Okay. But there is a, I mean, they're chronological, but they kind of like, start and end with a character in each chapter and you kind of get to see what happens and then he'll kind of tell you what happened later in life to him and at times it is hilarious like laugh out loud funny and other times it's like cry out loud tragic I mean it's just it hits all those spots but I picked it this week because I think that it's a great example of he just wants to be left alone Mm -hmm. in terms of let me find my own way like Mm -hmm. let me figure out where I belong but he doesn't want to be left alone from like love and true relationships. He's really longing for some place where he feels like someone's not going to leave him. He belongs there. He can do some good. And I like that kind of play on this theme that sometimes that to me, that's kind of the point of being left alone, right? Yeah. Like we want to be left alone from the bullshit, yeah. but we want people that we have an honest, yeah. loving, true connections with. It's that sort of push and pull thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And there are, there's a lot of um, some gang violence and things in the book and he just wants, he doesn't want to deal with any of that. He doesn't want to be on the basketball team. He doesn't want to be recruited. He doesn't want any of that. He just wants to be able to figure out his own path. And I have to say that it is, probably hands down one of my favorite books I've read this year. Wow. It is really great. The writing is is different, but it's really entertaining. Um, it, it keeps you going, but it has a lot to say. Mm-hmm. I think it's really timely book. Um, he It really makes you feel like you're there. He did grow up, the author did, on the south shore of Chicago. The riot that happens at the beginning is not a real riot that took place, but mm-hmm. he was um, living in Missouri the Ferguson riots during a lot of the time that he was writing this. So he modeled some of the things he yeah. saw, some of the news stories. And given what we've seen as of Just late, this year. Yeah, yeah, you can absolutely see how realistic and true it is. I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't ring false. It rings very true to the point that I looked up to see like was wow. there did I not hear about yeah. you know I yeah. mean it, that's just the way the news works but yeah. and that's when I did some more in, you know digging about his life and what he wrote about but it's um it's terrific it's just another way to get a different perspective mm-hmm. to look at something from you know another side especially during this year where I think that's important but absolutely also I just thought it was cool for yeah leave me alone but also well you leave me alone but you don't <laughs> leave me alone like I I want to pick and choose and I that is that feels feel. like exactly. Yeah. That feels like me all the time. Like I, I like certain people, and yes. I want them around me. Right. Everyone else, go f off. Right. Yes. Yeah. And I like the idea. I think that that's a universal feeling. Um, you know, he wrote a very universal character, and that we all have that feeling. Like I want to find my own yes. path without anyone saying, telling me, pressuring yes. me, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to figure out where I belong and what makes sense for me. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we need people. Yeah. So. It's, I always think that's very talenting in a writer that can write a universal character that also has very specific experiences. Yeah. So. Wow. And what? how cool that you got that from our interview with Nana. I yeah. know. Yeah. I ordered it after I told you that after we mm-hmm. got off the um, Zoom with yes. him, I had like a blackout moment where I ordered like <laughs> 10 books that he recommended and they just kept coming. And I'm like, what did I do? Like, I did not remember ordering all of those books. And this was one of them. And I'm so glad I did. 
Like I had no recollection. They start coming in the <laughs> oh mail and I'm God. like, what did I do? Wow. You were just so enjoy after our interview. Yes. You're like, I just, I got to do this. I need but all I got to block books. it out yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And I've been happy with everyone that I've read. So, cause Lester was in that group yes, and I loved right. that book. Yeah. I just so. got one of his recommendations stakes is high from the library. Ooh. So we'll see. Okay. Yeah. Well, hopefully it lives up. Oh but boy. It's great. I love yes. the idea of blackout moments and your, just your go-to ordering. is just ordering some books. Yeah. Just, okay. Whoops. You know, I've heard of people who like take Ambien for sleep and sometimes mm-hmm. they're like, you know, um, shopping while they're high mm-hmm. um if you were to do that you would probably have a whole new uh room full of books yeah i can't imagine because yeah. i wasn't on ambient mm-hmm. it was like middle of the day i mm-hmm. mean it wasn't middle you know early evening yeah and i just was like i need all these and then i don't know <laughs> but then i had no recollection of buying them until they came which is that's a scary place to that be it's a scary place it's like your subconscious just like nope doing this and then your conscious was like let's block this out yeah let's, let's just, pretend yeah, that never happened pretend it never happened yeah, yeah. and somehow like they all ended up coming at different times i think because they were released at different points mm-hmm. and so that wasn't helpful either because that no. was multiple boxes that's not helping hide any kind of book buying <laughs> problems <laughs> Just multiple boxes. But then again, you're getting surprise books. That's pretty great. cool. It was pretty great. Yeah. yeah. It's like you get to open it and be like, what did I do? What happened? Yeah. Oh, what my blackout? Yeah. Well, here it is. Oh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got uh, for other genre pick, I've got um, some stuff talking about, you know, just leave me alone, but also the right people. Yeah. So I have a trio of articles, oh, actually. Okay. And... To me, these, you know, I've read it various times and they sort of explore a bit of that sentiment from the song, specifically about why won't men leave women alone? Oh. So first is a personal essay from Bustle by Lindsay Murbaum, and this was published in 2016, prior to some of the Me Too revelations, stuff like that. It's called, Why Won't Men Leave Me Alone When I'm Reading? I thought this spoke to us yes. very much. Uh-huh. The author, she loves to go to local bars, grab a drink, and read. Like, uh. And she says in the article, I've always had a great tendency. I can block out background noise. I don't, wow. you know, I just, even in low light, I love doing it. It's great. So I was like, yes, that sounds fantastic. Uh, but she noticed a pattern that guys would continually come up and interrupt her. They would tease her with things like, wow, you're so serious. Uh. Or they would doubt her, like, you're not really reading. Or they were offended if she didn't somehow engage with them. So she asked friends, too, like, do you have this experience? Are you, like, out at bars doing your own thing, reading? And they all said yes. And so much so that she was actually talking about via social media, like, let's create a bar just for women who want booze and books. Which, when I saw that, I was like, oh, my God, that's our next business idea. That's a genius business idea. But really, the article talks about, like, what happens when women go into public spaces. And they're minding their own business. They just want to be left alone. But some men can't handle it. And harassment starts. And it can escalate quickly, which leads me to my second article. And this is an article that talks more about harassment, particularly the why. Like, why do men do this? It's from The Atlantic by Olga Kazan. And it's called Why Men Sexually Harass Women. Short and to the point. Yes. So Olga wrote this during the Kavanaugh hearings in 2018. Mm -hmm. And she wonders, why the hell would men feel like they can do this, especially when women are taught to sit back and just sort of let others dictate Mm -hmm. what goes on? Mm -hmm. She entertains the idea of, okay, this boys will be boys thing. Is there something to it? Mm -hmm. 
And this idea that, you know, the boys are sort of nasty. They have no impulse control. That's just who they are. Yeah, Which we've torn apart in the past. Yeah. But she looks at studies to see, you know, is this the case? Are boys more prone to risk-taking? Are they more prone to this kind of stuff? But she really examines the idea. It's not biology. It's not psychology. It's how we teach our boys to be aggressive. Mm -hmm. And it's also the inequality in workforces. Like men still dominate in leadership roles. Mm -hmm. And power can mess up a mind. Which then leads me to my third. See, they all kind of come together. I couldn't just do one. I had to do all three. I like it, yeah. This last article sort of looks at that idea of power head on. And it's from Vox in 2017 by Mimi Kramer. It's called The Double Life of the Respectable Men Who Harass Women. Mm. And this author, she was sort of grappling with the news around the time of Harvey Weinstein coming out. And she concludes that it's all about getting away with something. Mm -hmm. You know, men with power like the idea of leading a secret life. And they like having power to dictate women's lives. Mm -hmm. They don't think women should be left alone. Okay. So I chose these articles for this theme because I think so many times we just want to be left alone. Mm -hmm. We just want to do our thing. Mm -hmm. We just want to enjoy the life that we have. We want to just be in a work setting and just do our goddamn work. Right. But as the recent years have shown, many, if not most of us, are not left alone. And it's so frustrating. But these articles sort of gave me a bit of insight into why this is happening. Now, I I could have easily chosen some of the books that we've read before, I think, for this theme, too. Mm-hmm. And so I'd encourage our listeners, if you haven't yet, check out She Said by Jody Cantor and yes. Megan Tui. Check out Nobody's Victim by Carrie Goldberg. Classic cases of women that just want to be left alone. And are very much not. Mm -hmm. And it really digs into specifics about those cases, but also a little bit more about the psychology, too, of why Mm -hmm. this happens. So, yeah, there you go. Trio of hard-hitting articles that starts from just the idea of reading in a goddamn bar alone. Amazing. And also, that's our next idea. That's a genius idea. Mm -hmm. I was contemplating that almost the whole time you were talking. Like, Mm -hmm. how do we make Mm -hmm. this work? Yeah. Just a bar? That's terrific. Just want to drink and read. Yeah, that's all. You don't have to talk to anybody. No. Just go off in your corner. No. It's fine. And that article could be like on the back of our drink menu. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this is why we do this. This, this is, the is why. it. This is our mission statement. Well, the other book that I picked for this week for other genre, I was very excited. Just came out this week. I read it Whoa. that fast. Yeah. It came, well, maybe it came, came out, out on Tuesday. Tuesday of the prior week, I guess. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Still. Still. Yeah. It's called Solutions and Other Problems by Allie Brosh. And I recommended her book, Hyperbole yes. and a Half. It mm-hmm. has been like seven and a half years since she wrote Ooh. that other book. And if you don't remember, it was it's kind of a hybrid. Like it's pictures and personal essays. And she dealt a lot with like her own personal depression and dealing with, you know, true clinical depression that people can't fix for you. They don't understand it. You know, it was really like a a very interesting reading experience because it was at both turns like hilarious and heartbreaking and had a lot of really interesting things to say with these really hilarious drawings. And this book is the same. I, first of all, I read it so fast. Um, it's the same as my first pick this week in terms of like I laughed and I cried. And wow. um, she talks a lot again about she has some great per- stuff in here about her growing up and um, she, you know, she's a self-proclaimed weirdo and recluse. And so her whole mantra is kind of like, leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Like there's an entire section about how she actually went through a divorce and was like, I don't even want animals. Like I need no one to depend on me. I need to be by myself. Mm-hmm. And then kind of 
grappling with what that actually means. Yeah. Like when there's, you're literally like responsible for nothing. Um, so really hilarious, but also really, really deep. And it's a very interesting style to do that in because it's, you know, mainly pictures, but oh, wow. there's also, yeah. you know, the essays in between and the drawings herself are part of what gets me. Like this is, <laughs> I'm showing Amy now. Yeah. This is a kid that lives in her apartment that won't leave her alone. <laughs> so this picture of this child comes up multiple times and just the way she drew it, and the way just she drew herself like, with yes. her wide eyes, like, oh, God, no. Yeah, and that's how again. she always looks in the, look at this, this kid gets more and more. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but you can just imagine what yes. the kid is like. Like, it's the most crude drawings, but they're perfect. Perfect. And it's such an ingenious way to tell a story and to really help you understand things. Um, she talks a lot about her sister in this one, which... Um, her sister died since she published her last book. And oh. so she's dealing with that on a lot of levels. Um, but like I said, really at the heart of it, she is very much one of those people that's like, just leave me alone. Yeah. Just let me do my thing. Um, I also love this because I think it's a, we need more books like this that bend genres and break yes. out of boundaries. Like mm -hmm. I showed this book to Evan because he loves to draw. And yeah. I think even sometimes in creative fields, we tend to like pigeonhole how yes. that can be used. Mm -hmm. And I, I just liked it so much to show him like the drawings aren't perfect and the writing is just as important as the drawing yeah. part. You know, he loves graphic novels, but I sometimes depending on what graphic novel he's into, sometimes you can lose some of the story. Yes. The drawings are wonderful, but maybe, you know, he mm -hmm. struggled sometimes to find series that do both. Yeah. And I was like, this is an example of, of a whole different type, mm -hmm. almost of a graphic novel. Yeah. So I, I am not kidding. I laughed out loud so many times. And wow. It's one of those that you're like looking around, like I got to show someone this picture. It's so <laughs> funny. Like, how did she come up with this? It's so hilarious. So I highly recommend it's, it's so relatable. And again, I liked it just the same way that uh, Gabrielle Bump did in that she wrote, universal characters that had very specific experiences mm -hmm. like her experience in life very different from my own but universal in that i can very much relate to some of the feelings yeah and some of the emotion attached to certain events and dealing with that emotion mm -hmm. so highly recommend i recommend both but this one in particular i think i almost enjoyed more probably so question for you. Did mm -hmm. you bring this just to show me or can I borrow it? You can borrow it. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 excellent. Yeah. Great. I both, actually. Okay, good, yeah. good, good. And I actually meant to bring the other one in case you wanted to read it because I have it too, but I yeah. left it on my chair. Well, I'll take sorry. one. Okay, That's I'll bring fine. the other one. Oh, okay, yeah, great. Next time. Yeah, sorry. It's not as heavy either, so. <laughs> it's also probably one of my favorite books of the year. Like this wow. week, those, both those books that I read this week, I was like, I'm in love with both of these. You were delivering hard hitters. And in I, this week's episode. I didn't even know it. They just came yeah. in boxes and I devoured them. <laughs> was this a blackout one too? Or did you know when you did this? No, no, I had pre-ordered oh, okay. this, but oh, okay. I had forgotten when it was coming oh, out. Oh, yeah. So it was a surprise. Dates have changed mm -hmm. and stuff because of COVID. And I pre-ordered it when I found out she wrote, I was so excited. And then I sent Mason, our mailbox is not in front of our house. It's down the street a little yeah. bit because we have like a, you know, group mailbox uh -huh. thing. So sometimes I send Mason as exercise, like here, take my key and run down there. And he was like trying to run back, but he was like struggling. And I'm like, what does he have that he's struggling so hard with? And then he's like, what is this? And he gave it to me and it was this book, oh but my inside gosh. and it was so heavy. And I was like, what is that? Yeah, this is probably a good portion of his body weight. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah he, uh -huh. really he was so sweaty and out of breath. <laughs> 
So thank you, Allie Brosh, for, you know, tiring your kid out, too. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Doing nice. my bidding. And then I just was like, get a drink. And I was just delighted. I had to start reading right away. <laughs> so his PE these days is running back and forth to the mm-hmm. mailbox. Mm-hmm. It's probably the one good part about doing school at home is mm-hmm. being his PE teacher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like, go run some laps. Mm-hmm. Go run hot laps. I like it when they're when out. I have to do him and Evan together, you know, middle school. Because, like, they'll give Evan actual, like, okay, you need to, you know, run for five minutes. Oh, do wow. Push-ups. So I make them both do it. Uh-huh. And it's delightful. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 Are you working out some of your aggression when mm-hmm. you become mm-hmm. their PE teacher? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can say things like, no, no, start <laughs> over. That you didn't even try. <laughs> have you started a family dodgeball session? No, I'm I mean, afraid that's to a do that. Staple of PE. Mike really thinks that dodgeball movie is funny, so oh, I'm afraid oh, to give him that kind of power. Yeah, no, that's not a good idea. Because he frequently says, "If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball." So <laughs> I feel like no. Yeah, no, that, don't do that. No, don't I feel let like him. That's not an okay. Yeah. Thing. yeah. Oh God, yeah, mm-hmm. that's not good. Mm-mm. Well, pop culture wise, <laughs> no dodgeballs, no wrenches. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I chose a show on Netflix that ran from 2015 to 2019, three seasons. It's done, all done, ready to binge. Jessica Jones, starring Kristen Ritter. Okay. This is part of the Marvel Universe. Mm -hmm. Um, I think this is probably one of the most uh, grounded of the Marvel shows on Netflix. And here's what it's all about. So Jessica she just wants to be left alone. That's the main, main through line of this. She is a hard-drinking private investigator Ooh. who does what she needs to make money and get by. She would have fit well. Remember our episode about curmudgeons? Yeah. She would have been an excellent curmudgeon. Okay. But mm-hmm. she's like 30, so it's right. it's fantastic. Now, the reason that she kind of just wants to be left alone, she's actually got some powers. She has super strength. And for a brief time, when she first got the powers, before this show started, she thought that she could be a superhero. Mm-hmm. She was ready to go out, help people use this power to, you know, others' benefits. Um, but it ended terribly. Partly because she was taken hostage by a man named Kilgrave, a man who also has powers. He, when he says something or he gives commands, it directly acts on a person's brain so that they do it. Even if it's to hurt themselves, even if it's to hurt others, anything. So he, he is just a terrible person to begin with. And then this power has accentuated it. He convinced Jessica through this power to be his girlfriend, to like, you know, be his, once he discovered that she had powers to be his sort of, you know, powerful dude. Yeah. So he kept her under his sway for a long time. So she is deeply cynical. She's traumatized, really. Yeah. And she wants nothing to do with most people, which is part of why she's a curmudgeon, which yeah. you know makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. But at the very beginning of this show, she takes on a case that ends up involving Kilgrave. Another girl was hurt in the way that she was. So this starts this whole series of events where she has to sort of weigh being left alone mm-hmm. versus getting back at the man who kidnapped and raped her. Um, and I love this because it sort of ties into the concept of men not leaving women alone, you know, yeah. in a very sort of obviously uh, hyperbolized way. Right. Um, feeling like, you know, women are kind of theirs to use. And it also sort of takes the the being left alone impulse to a sort of natural conclusion in a Marvel world. I, I love her as Jessica Jones. Uh, the actress Kristen yeah. Ritter is terrific. I think there's lots of great side characters. There's a badass lawyer played by the woman who will always be Trinity to me from The Matrix. Her real name is Carrie Ann Moss, but she's okay. Trinity. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. 
It has Luke Cage. Oh. And Kilgrave, played by David Tennant, for my mind, is one of the best villains ever, mm. I think. It's just the way that he can get into a person's brain mm-hmm. and make them act against their own best interests is really scary and really terrifying. And yeah. so pitting the two of them together is is a really interesting oh. uh, show. So, yeah, it ran for three seasons. It goes in directions you never would have guessed. Um, it kind of, it's just sort of a side thing from the movies. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to have seen the movies necessarily okay. to, to watch this show. Um, and yeah, she just wants to be left alone. Just leave me alone. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. But then she can't. She mm-hmm. can't leave others alone. No. Yeah. Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. Who also, by the way, has the best sort of uniform. It's just like jeans with holes in her knees, some combat boots, a black leather jacket, and fingerless gloves. It's a great look. That's exactly what I would want my uniform yeah. to be. Yeah. No spandex for me. No. That's terrific. <laughs> well, uh, <clears throat> I went the direction of leave my rights alone Ooh, this week. Okay? Are we coming in hot on this one? Well, a little bit. Okay. So I watched um, a documentary. It's on Amazon Prime called All In, The Fight for Democracy. Is this about the ACLU? Uh, it features Stacey Abrams. It's really talking about voter suppression. Oh, sorry, suppression. I was thinking of another one. Okay, no, sorry. no, that's yeah. fine. Um, this one, uh, like I said, it features Stacey Abrams. She's kind of the ma- one of the mm-hmm. main people um, voicing it, but it's about voter suppression. And I would say that this is a very accessible documentary about that. Um, I don't think that it's probably like the ha- most hard hitting documentary, but what it does in a really compact space is remind you exactly where all of this has come from. And the forms it's taking today. And I think it's incredibly important right now headed into an election that people understand that these these seemingly innocuous practices mm-hmm. on the surface, the things that maybe they don't affect you, maybe you're lucky enough to not have that as an issue, affect other people. And when you give people that power, slowly it does start to affect you. And a prime example, I watched this this week. And just this week, the governor of Texas signed into law that in every county, there's only going to be one polling place in the entire state of Texas. And if you don't understand the ramifications of that, you don't even have to be feeling like your rights are being suppressed to know that that's a shit show. Yeah. Just for people trying to vote. That doesn't even, not even on any other level. But when you watch this documentary and they take you all the way back to, um, you know, voter rights first being granted all the way through today. But what I also like about it is that I, I, I have loved Stacey Abrams since yeah. I first saw her. She's an amazing speaker. Yeah. And you get to see a little bit more of her, about her growing up. You meet her parents. Um, you hear some stories about her grandma, mm-hmm. um, about the first time her grandma voted and her grandpa. And there's some just really interesting kind of uh, familial ties in there. Mm-hmm. And she does such a great job of explaining things and putting it in a black and white way. And obviously, someone that lost her election due to voter suppression and due to the person who she was running against being in charge of the election, mm-hmm. which is the most backwards thing I can think of. So um, it, it's really good. It's I picked it for the scene. Like I said, just leave it. These people just leave our rights alone. If you want to win so bad, if you're so great, shouldn't you be able to just win? Let yeah. people vote. Yeah. What What are you scared of? What it tells me is that you know everything you're doing is messed up and you're scared. Mm-hmm. And so you're the, scared of what will happen when everyone can vote. Yes. You know you will be voted out. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And in, if you spent as much time 
worrying about being a voice for the people as you do silencing the voice of the people, mm -hmm. you wouldn't have this problem. And you'd be looking a lot different as a leader. But we all know that's not going to happen. Anyway, I just yeah. think it's an important documentary. I even think that this is, um, it's something that Mike and I have even talked about showing Evan just because it's a very accessible. Yeah, that would be great. It helps kind of lay the groundwork for where some of this stuff started. Mm -hmm. Like I said, it's not, it's like real quick, an hour, 20 minutes or something. So it's not going to give you everything, but it really reminds you if you've heard about it before. And if you haven't, it's a great introduction into understanding where voter suppression comes from and why it is so unbelievably important. Mm -hmm. Not to mention that they use one of my favorite quotes from RBG, which oh boy. relates to the voter suppression laws when everybody, when that came before the Supreme Court yes. a few years ago, mm -hmm. and they voted to allow this kind yep. of behavior. Uh -huh. And she said, quote her again, that's like throwing away your umbrella during a rainstorm because you're not getting wet. Yep. And that, to me, is like this whole documentary reminded me of that. Like how blessed and lucky I've, I don't, lucky I have been to not deal with what I would say is outward voter suppression yeah. in my life. Mm -hmm. But I'm not naive enough to think that when you give people power that it won't filter to other places. Yeah. Yeah, it might be specifically aimed at one group now, but don't think that they can't use that power exactly, for other things. Exactly, because that is going to change over time. Mm -hmm. And the group that they want to keep out of power will continually morph. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's such a great idea to be able to show your 13 year old because yeah. I, I don't know about you, but when I was that age, I didn't really know about voter suppression. I knew about the civil rights movement of the 60s, yes. but growing up, it felt like, yep, that's all done. It's all taken care of. Everyone's good now. Right. You know? Yes, exactly. Whereas it very much not the case. Mm -hmm. And only until I was an adult did I sort of realize what was going on mm -hmm. here. Yeah. So what a great eye opening experience that could be. Mm hmm. Yeah, and I think like even Mike said, you know, I knew some of these things, mm -hmm. but I guess putting it in that other lens or really seeing how that played out is different, yeah. you know, and yeah. I think it, if anything, it sparks your interest to learn more if you don't know anything about it. And if you do, it's just a good reminder that that's where we're headed and we need to do everything we can to protect rights. Mm -hmm. And and I mean rights of everyone, not just yeah. rights of a few people. Yeah. So. It's interesting you bring that. I was telling you before we recorded that I've been listening to a podcast called Black Frasier with Phoebe Robinson, which terrific title, yeah. by the way. And there's a whole theme song just called oh, Black Frasier. That's amazing. Um, but one of her recent guests was Michelle Obama. Mm. And, you know, Michelle and Barack both have been very vocal about we need everyone to vote, especially since John Lewis and has died and so many people have fought and died for the right for everyone to vote that we cannot take this for advantage. But she said very specifically, like kind of you did, like if they allowed everyone to vote, they knew what would happen. So that's why voter suppression is such a thing. And that's what I struggle and what the documentary does such a good job of because there's one simple way to challenge this. Mm -hmm. Explain to me how that law, that policy, having one polling place, what does that help? Explain yep. to me, what are you making better yeah. for voters? Yeah. How are you making it easier? Because their honest to God, constitutional, constitutional job is to make sure everyone can vote. That's mm -hmm. their job. That's what they're elected to do. So if you can't explain to me how that policy is going to make it easier for everyone then what are we doing it for? Yeah, and there it's is, so blatant that it's, it's so blatant. Not. It's like basically they've said, look, we're going to cheat. So yeah, so might ready. as well just be public. Here Grab it is. The <laughs> we're going to cheat. <laughs> get ready. I mean, so there's. I think it's important. I think, like you said, all, any 
way that you can hear about it, that you can get more information on it. Mm -hmm. We're all responsible for it. You know, yeah, John Lewis died, RBG died. It's time that, you know, some other people step up and we say, yeah, we're not going to, we have to fight for everyone, not just for the rights that we value. Yep, exactly. So, oof. Coming in hot. Now just leave me alone and go vote. (laughs) (laughs) Just leave me alone and my rights. Yeah. I want my rights left alone. I do want my rights left alone. Oh, man. I don't know if that's going to happen. It's not, but that's no. fine. That's fine. Let's it's talk about fine. Voting. Vote. Yes. Are you registered to vote? Ooh. If you're not, you get registered to vote right now. Yeah. And, and don't believe the bullshit that your mail-in ballot's going to be thrown out. Oh, good Lord. No. Don't buy into any of that. No. If you are healthy, see if you can be a poll worker. Yep. We need people to vote. Yes, we do. And that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> Our word for the week is vote. Vote. Like Pee Wee Herman. Every time you hear the word vote, drink. (laughs) (laughs) And leave me alone. Leave me alone while I vote. Yeah. Yeah. Leave me alone so I can vote. Just want to (laughs) vote. I like that we named this telephone and really it's going to be like people are going to look at it and be like, I have no idea what that's about. So I'm just going to listen to it. And we're going to come at you. Should we remake the Lady Gaga Beyonce video? And oh, it'll just yeah. Be you and I in polling places. Yes. Just looking at her phone and be like, I'm trying to vote. They're <laughs> <laughs> blowing me up. I'm trying to vote. I would like to change it because they are, are in very revealing outfits during yeah, a lot of it. So we're not going to do that part. We could no. just be in sweats. Yes, we can. We can be the exact opposite. Oh, my God. Yeah. I the could do that. The baggiest, comfiest yes. sweats we can find. Oh, God. Just real. And you know what? You can vote in your comfiest sweats. You can. You can do it. Nobody cares. Oh, my God. Vote. Especially in 2020. Nobody cares what you look like. No. Get out there and do it. Do it. Do it. Wear your mask if you have to go. Oh, God, yeah. But vote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess there's nothing else to say except... Happy reading. I'm up again. Same night, another dream. Before trying this recording thing, I didn't remember much of anything of these dreams. I didn't remember much from any of the women. And one night of doing this, and it's broken things open. The dreams are, they're in me, and they're they are coming out of me, and... To me, I am not broken. I am the most whole, most real. Their despair. I cause their despair. I wait for the word. I wait for the word. Witch. 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 Look at the mad woman in her cage. She was a woman with holes inside her. That was the heaviest factor. The final evidence. The heart of the issue. Somehow, you understand this. You. You. You hear me. Wherever you are, whatever this is, you... This isn't a dream journal anymore. It's not. That's just, it's just fact. <laughs> because now this is, this is some sort of record. What are these dreams? Maybe there's a better question. Who are these women? Weird Woman is a Broads and Books production. 
All nine episodes are available January 10th. Listen and subscribe to Weird Woman on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your favorite podcast platform. That's W-Y-R-D Woman, wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you.